Hello, and welcome once again to Cloudburst, the next generation in discussion shows. I'm Rock, and if you're interested in cloud gaming and intelligent conversation, this show will be right up your stratosphere. Each week, we tackle just one big cloud gaming question, no holds barred and no platform left unturned. My panel are instantly recognizable and highly respected content creators in their own right, each renowned for deep insight, wide knowledge, and a long list of achievements. Before we begin, let's say hello to our regular cloud-bursting panelists, Chase, Clive, Eddie, Avery, and Lloyd. Lloyd, how has your week been? It's been good, man. Um, Immortals Phoenix Rising is a really good game. It's way better than it had any any right to be, and uh, it might be uh, going head-to-head with Valhalla for my favorite game of the year. So, uh, good game. Very good game. I'm absolutely loving it. I have to agree with you on that one. Avery, how are you, my friend? I'm doing good. I made a big decision this week. Oh, it's happened. Shiny, shiny. You can't play Stadia on that. It's got an Apple logo on it. Uh, But soon, with a progressive web app, supposedly, I'll be able to. Uh, And I could play Luna on it right now. So I'm just saying. That's true. Very true. Very, very true. Chase, how's your week been? How's your roof? We're getting there. We're getting there with the roof. Uh, the week's been good. Um, God, Outcasters is such a great game. <laughs> Home run by splash damage. I, I think that's a good way to good way to put it. Yeah, it's been an absolutely massive success, hasn't it, Eddie? I know you've been well. You've been glued to Outcasters for weeks before it was ever released. Uh, yes, but uh, once you got a hand on it, it's like a. It's like a drug, basically, because you finish and say, "Oh, I gotta play just one more round," and then you y'all got any more of that outcasters? And then you <laughs> a little more outcasters. Yeah, sensing <laughs> intervention. I just want to Eddie. That's curve. why Eddie. That's why we're here today. We actually yeah. we love you, and we need it's to talk to you. Yeah. Group therapy. You're amongst friends. You're amongst Hi, friends. my name is Eddie. Hello, Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Capricorn. Clive, how's your week been? Yeah, yeah, it's been uh, it's been an exciting week. Uh, we had nice sort of uh, stadia hangout, which is. I thought was really good and exciting. Another couple of games thrown in there for us uh, pro subscribers. Eight pro games in one month uh, ain't so bad, is it? So uh, yeah, great games coming out. So good. Yeah, I good, thought we said eight as well. I thought that's yeah. rude. I hate games. <laughs> I, I said I hate my. That's just rude, Clive. Great. Thank you very much, panelists. Great to see you all again and uh, that you've had such a good week. So uh, let's quickly find out uh, what our question is today. So we're going to, we've got a great question posed by Chase, and it is this. In a week where Google Stadia revealed its probably most ambitious campaign to date, what does the panel feel cloud gaming needs to do to attract traditional gamers. And as it's your question, Chase, we're going to start with you. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I, I think I think this one is one that we've talked about. Um, I think all of us on this panel talked about it over the, the course of a year of um, Stadia's focus and a lot of these uh, cloud gaming competitors, they've looked more towards the casual market because, again, there's a broader market and emerging markets in particular. But I think it's important that companies do a little bit of both. And I, I do think with traditional gamers, it, it comes down to some very specific things. Uh, it comes down to delivering on, in some instances, um, and I know that this is going to be dependent upon the developer and publisher, but you know, graphics come into play, fidelity right? Frames come into play, um, delivering on that promise. But I think the big one, the big one, the big one, the big one is always going to come back to content. Content is king. Uh, and shout out to, you know, Duncan has said this many times. Um, and I, I agree with it. it. It comes down to some of the games. Um, and I've always been in the belief that, that Stadia and a lot of these competitors that you see in particular, it's not an issue of will the games come to the platform. It's a matter of time. Um, you know, that, that's always been the, the case. So when you start to see more of these larger titles make their way to the platform, I think that's going to be the big thing that some of these, again, the, what I would call the traditional gamers are looking for. They're looking for some of those rich and robust experiences that they see on other platforms. And I think the one big one we kind of touched on this last week is delivering on a game that can't be done anywhere else. It just can't be. It's a game that is unique 
in its scope, it's unique in its approach, it's unique in what it delivers to to that 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 specific purchasing demo, uh, which again is that traditional you know mid core and hardcore gaming demographic. A game that speaks to that, and I and I think again as we go forward, it's going to come down to content. It's not just going to alone be the convenience. Convenience is great, and I think that's one of the major selling points of some of these platforms. But I think it's going to come back to content. It really is going to be the mission of all of these companies and these. Um, these corporations in particular to start showing people, these are the games we're bringing. This is why you should choose us. This is why we are different than the competition. And the companies that successfully do that are the companies that are going to be ahead of the curve. They're going to be the ones that jump out ahead that are able to show we have this experience. We have this content. This is what separates us from the rest of the competition. Brilliant. Thank you. Avery, what does cloud gaming need to do to attract traditional gamers? So I, I will agree in principle with Chase because I, I think it's it's a multi-part component, but I'm going to disagree in, to my specific answer. And specifically, I think that it's going to be about the value proposition um, and moving people away from the place that they are comfortable by giving them something that they can't get through traditional gaming. Think about when Netflix came on the scene. There are still people today who are subscribed to Netflix's uh, DVD model because at that time, the big distinction was you, if you wanted to, you either bought the, the movie or you went to your local video store and maybe they had it and maybe they didn't, but you put your, you know, your $8 down or whatever else, you got the one movie for the weekend and then you took it back and, and there you go. What moved them was that eventually people said, that's just not as convenient as being able to just get a game, get a movie anytime I want. And uh, I could just place an order online and then it just shows up in my mailbox. And then when I'm done with it, I just stick it back in my mailbox and it's gone. What, that's, that's so much more convenient. And then fast forward, you know, four years, five years, six years, suddenly they're like, well, you don't have to do the mail thing anymore. Just pick the movie you want on your TV or your computer or whatever else. And boom. There you go. Now you have that game. I think where cloud gaming is going to attract the traditional gamer is, I think a perfect example is happening right now. You're real lucky if you are one of the people who can get that PS5. You're real lucky if you're one of the people who can get that, that Xbox series because you are having to fight however many other people want it. And it's just like going down to the video store and maybe they have the copy of Mrs. Doubtfire you want and maybe they don't. But now it's, well, maybe Best Buy's got it. Oh, wait, you didn't click walmart.com in that right window. Oh, you didn't get to game in time. Well, sorry, you're just going to wait till we restock. And at a certain point, gamers are going to go, I don't want to wait to, I, for maybe I'll get the console, maybe I don't. I don't want to wait for my 200 gigabyte download to complete. I just want to play now. When Cyberpunk comes out next week, I don't want to wait five extra hours. I could just play it early because I've got Stadia um, and PC, you know, maybe you've got it on your PC and you play it on GeForce Now or you play it on whatever. So that's going to be the differentiator that brings traditional gamers over the more and more and more tired they get of the way the old way works. Great stuff. Thank you. Clive, what are your thoughts? Uh, it's about offering so i guess it's, there's just two things there's two markets there's a traditional gamer and then there's this the next billion gamers isn't it um and so there's slightly different things to different people but certainly absolutely at core to this are the games so if you are trying to convince existing gamers why cloud gaming uh is you know the next thing or whatever you've got to have the games that they expect to see the games that they're used to playing. This is very much the first stage of things. So then you can say, you know, all those games, we've got all those games you love and we've got all those games you play. And then the next thing, well, what's, why should I come to you? Well, the next thing is ease of access and advantage. So that's, you know, a combination as is already mentioned, the value proposition, ease of access, how easy is it to do? Doing things which are super convenient, like many of us in the Stadia community, you know, we have come from, say, a console background or even a PC background. And there's no going back to that downloading malarkey. Oh, my God. But until you've sort of experienced that, you don't realize how much of your life has been wasted 
um, waiting for a game to download. That that instant click to play, no downloads, you know, when Cyberpunk arrives and you can play. So Cyberpunk is a classic example. You want to play Cyberpunk? Well, you can. You haven't got a PlayStation 5. You haven't got an X. It doesn't matter. You can play it now. Just go on, just buy the game. You don't have to wait for it to download. Play it straight away. It's and it will you'll play it in a similar graphical fidelity that you you would expect with a standard console. So it's at that kind of level. So it's it's just give it's just letting people know that they can play, you can still play all the games that you expect to see. All the big games are going to be there on this platform. It's not like a um a sort of a cut price platform. It's got all your FIFAs, it's got your Maddens, it's got your Cyberpunks, it's got all those, but ease of access, no downloads, and all of that. So that's to your traditional gamers. And once they've tried it, once they've seen it, that's great. But then equally, it's for all the people who've not had the benefit of consoles, uh, you know, in in their marketplaces or where, where they've grown up or where they live and stuff, and and sort of looked on slightly enviously or or felt that you know, being able to play those AAA games are out of touch is, you know, that opportunity, you know, you play Candy Crush at the moment. Well, guess what? Now you can play Cyberpunk on the same device. And it's suddenly that realization, like I've said before, where there becomes a lack of distinction between what is considered a mobile game and what is just a game that you can access on the platform you already have, which is this, you know, this this classic, we always see, constantly see it in Twitter and on different, you know, oh, um, I'm thinking of getting a stadia. I'm thinking of getting the stadia. What guys, do, you know, do, do, do you guys think it's any good? And it's just like, why are you asking? Just, just find out, just try it. Just write it in stadia.com in, in the browser and off you go. And it's that kind of, if people start seeing, you know, it, what, it, when people, when that becomes sort of second knowledge or complete, you know, just as, uh, just as going to YouTube, if you want to watch a video on something, you go to YouTube or whatever, that kind of convenience when people cotton onto that and then they can play these amazing games, which every, all the other gamers are playing and it's cross play. That's the other thing as well. I think, you know, so you can play with your mates. That's a big key thing as well. I think it all becomes down to having access to the content at an easy, in an easy barrier free way and the same content that your mates have got on their platforms of choice and the ability to play with your mates on those platforms of choice as well. I think that's the, the the initial key thing for me. Great stuff, thank you. And uh, Eddie, what are your thoughts? I mean, we we know we know as gamers, uh, cloud gamer, if you know, sort of, uh, we're into it. We know exactly what makes it work for us. But but how do we get to the traditional gamer that um, kind of heard everything we've said, but they're still not buying? What 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 are the trick? What do we need to be doing here? Uh, it's a little bit hard to define a, a traditional gamer um, or to evangelize a traditional gamer to come here. Um, I was a traditional console gamer, but my console before the advance of cloud gaming, it was uh, just hanging around for for about weeks and weeks and weeks. I would just turn on the PlayStation 4, play one game and forget about it again. So... If we're thinking about those people who have been gamers before and now are not that much passionate about gaming, I feel like cloud gaming could be a, a good door for them. But to have those companies who provide cloud gaming, as Chase said, when every said, content is the king. If you want to bring the guys who are religious fans of a platform, because those exist, the Xbox fans and the PlayStation fans, going toe-to-toe -to -toe forever right now. Um, to bring those guys to experience cloud gaming, you need to have the content. We know the exclusives matter for their platforms, but if, let's say, uh, one of the biggest sold games of the year at the moment, it's Call of Duty, and we don't have Call of Duty in any cloud gaming platform. Um, so the cloud gamers want to play cloud Call of Duty to take advantage of not downloading almost 200 gigs, and they can't. Once we have this kind of problem fixed, which is bringing all of the games that major games want, um, cloud gaming will have a chance to be considered mainstream because the titles will be there. But without the titles, 
cloud gaming would be a secondary or tertiary option for the the hardcore gamer. Great stuff, thank you. And uh, Lloyd, what are your thoughts? How do we get traditional gamers on board? Muted again. Uh, I I think what uh, Stadia is doing right now is really smart. Um, there was some people complaining. It's like, oh, they're just going to big streamers. They're not going to the Stadia fans. And I think that's exactly what Google needs to do. They need to they need to have Stadia games being played by people that usually have uh, a few thousand people, ten thousand people watching their streams. Uh, it's the same reason why um, games like Among Us and Fall Guys all of a sudden were number one on on Twitch. It wasn't because the games did anything super special. I mean, they're special games, but it wasn't the games themselves that did think something super special. It was a bunch of um, streamers with um, maybe a younger uh, audience um, for games like this, where it's like, yep, you can you can play Among Us, you can play it on your phone, uh, you can pick up Among Us on on Steam. It's super easy, and next thing you know, there's like hundreds of, of thousands of people that are playing this game that they maybe didn't know about before. Um, cloud gaming um, using Stadia, for example, has uh, has something that no other platform has the fact that there is no downloads. So the next big game comes out. Um, someone's out there with 20 people, 20K people on Twitch watching them play Outcasters. And all they have to say is, yeah, yeah, go to go to stadia.google.com, click sign up. Uh, you get a free month of pro and you can play Outcasters with me in 45 seconds. That's how quick it is to get um, a, a new account, claim the game and start playing with me with this nice little widget that I have below. Um, showing the, the the speed of acquisition to enjoyment is is kind of the key for cloud gaming because you don't have to go to the store, pick up a disc. I can remember fondly early on in my life, um, saving up my allowance, um, mowing lawns, raking leaves, shoveling sidewalks, all that stuff to save up money and then getting a ride to the store to buy a game. And I'd get a couple of them a year and I would the whole ride home in the car. I'd be going through the instruction manual and looking at it. Um, but there are no downloads back in the day. Now you don't have you, there's no manuals, but there are downloads. So we have we, we had something better back then and now we have something better now. Um, but showing off the speed of acquisition to playing, I think, is is the key and getting people that already have a large loyal audience. Um, is important. Like uh, if I'm playing a new Nintendo Switch game and I'm doing it on stream and I have a couple hundred people watching me, um, that's a couple sales probably of that game if people like it. But if you have a big streamer that has 25,000 people watching and they say, yeah, you can get Outcasters for free, there's there there's like so little friction um, that that is really the way that you, um, you get the audience going. Um, a lot of kids play on this device, uh, phones. Um, when Stadia is available on phones, uh, Luna is already available on phones, when GeForce Now is on phones and, and all the major streaming platforms. And kids can be watching a streamer and next thing you know, 30 seconds later, they can be playing on their phone. It's going to be it's going to be uh, like just huge. Um, I, I had an interaction with my daughter and her friend and her friend has gone through multiple accounts. Um, she just loses her password for her email account. And there's like no sense of ownership <laughs> for, for those kids. It's like, I'm playing what I'm playing now. And if I don't have it tomorrow, it's not a big deal. Um, so I think cloud gaming for, for that particular, um, user base is going to be huge because they're not going to be people like me with all this, um, plastic and dead tree stuff sitting behind me with flashy lights. They don't really care about that stuff. Uh, at least my kids don't, um, they, they just want to play the game when they want to play it. There's no better version of that than cloud gaming where you could click buy or claim and you're playing in 30 seconds. So I think what Google's doing now, getting cloud in front of hundreds of thousands of people over the next couple of weeks is going to be huge. And, and I hope that we see an influx of new cloud gaming people. Excellent stuff. Thank you. Okay, panel. Where would you like to take it next? Well, just say anecdotally, just on that, you know, the the Among Us example, it's interesting because you know, my daughter doesn't, she plays Minecraft and stuff, but she doesn't play, she's not that interested in gaming now because obviously her dad is. And as a child, as a teenager, you're into completely opposite of whatever your dad is. So uh, unfortunately for my daughter, she's gone off gaming because dad's into it. So it's not cool anymore. But she did come <laughs> down, she did come downstairs a few, uh, a few weeks ago and she said, oh, dad uh th have you got among us or something 
right? Because she'd seen, she'd, you know, like it, it was a cool thing and yeah. she'd seen some of her favorite YouTubers playing it and stuff like that. And so it was like, I want to play, I want to play Among Us. And I said, well, you know, it's not an Xbox, not on PlayStation. I thought, well, it's probably on Steam. I've got that. So, you know, but it, it's that. It's It doesn't matter. Like, it's not, it does, the platform becomes irrelevant. If the game if the game is popular and people want to play it and and as, as Lloyd said the kids just want to say I want to play that game and um you know my son was the same he you know there's a game he wanted to play and you know it's not on Xbox or anything and I sort of I think it's on Steam you know and it, again it's it, I don't really I, I'm loath to download big games onto my gaming computer because that's not what it's for but my son is is like our roles are reversed. I'm I'm all about the cloud and the future, and he's like, oh, no, I want to download games onto the PC. But the point is, is if the game is popular and the game is big, people just want to play it. And so, whoever can offer you the easiest access to that game potentially has an advantage over other platforms. Easiest, quickest, yeah. And uh, when you just all right, I'm just because they want to play, play now. Let's go. Don't wait half an hour. Yeah. yeah, you know what kids are like. If if I said, yeah, no, I'm only now, Dad. Yeah, like. My, you know, my my mates on uh, my son's on his uh, online with his mates, and they're going. Have you got Call of Duty? And he goes, No. Oh yeah, do you want to play Call of? Yeah, sure, I'll play Call of Duty. And then he downloads it on the Xbox. So that means he's going to play it two hours later. <laughs> but it's but but by then it's like you know what kids are like their attention spans they're onto different mm -hmm. games now. It's like, but then he can't play anything for a while oh. because it's downloading in the background, and it's like yeah. Remember well, PlayStation Five launch. And uh, I got in on the day of launch. Said, All right, it's time for my Morales uh, tomorrow because yeah. <laughs> I downloaded it. Yeah. Well, see, that, and that's that's one of the things I, I when everybody was talking, I kind of was jotting down a couple notes. So the, the the thing that I think is the big one out of this that I I wanted to tackle is the definition of a traditional gamer is changing. Yeah. Um, and I, I didn't want to, I wanted to kind of let this evolve naturally because I think we've all kind of made it go in that direction versus just leading with that because it's the generation coming up that's going to change everything. It's not us. We, we, we look at gaming in a very linear lens. It's either a box or it's a PC, right? That's it. That's how we view it. And how do we get the game onto one of those devices? As everyone has said on this panel, the, the generation coming up doesn't care where the game's at. They just want to play the game. It's about where can I get the content? I just, I just lied. It's where, where is the, if the game is there, I want to play it period. It doesn't matter that the actual place, the game is existing. I, I think one other thing that's important. And I, I want to just throw this in is I, I think one thing. Uh, so first of all, Avery, you're spot on about the value proposition piece. And I, I meant to, add, meant to add that to my element because you're, you're hundred percent on it as far as that, because it is going to come down to price and is it equal to or better than the competition? That's what people always look at. They vote with their wallets. That's a that's a common consumer trend. But I think there's something else too. And I think this is something to add here that's really important to this conversation. All of these companies need to be successful. And what I mean by that is we all may love one of these companies more than another just because we believe it has a better feature than the other. But if, if let me just use xCloud as an example. When they start moving into these emerging markets like we've talked about before, and they start exposing people to the advent of the cloud, that is now general consumers that now go, this is an option for me. And what they're going to do is in the next iteration to the point of what everybody said here is, hey, you know what? That cool game I just saw, let's say uh, Courage or Dr. Disrespect was playing. That's on there. I'm going to go play it over there. And I know that it works because it's in the cloud and the cloud works because I've seen the cloud work because I played it over on xCloud. You don't have these physical limitations anymore to boxes. You can just move service to service like Hulu and Netflix, Avery, to your point, Hulu and Netflix and everything. So this is going to change. And I think the one thing, again, the, the big thing is you want these companies to succeed. You should be rooting for Microsoft. You should be rooting for Amazon. You should be rooting for Shadow. You should be rooting for Stadia. Because if all of them are doing well, Avery, I hate to say this, but all, all boats lift with the rising tide, right? That you, you have you have coined that phrase and you deserve to get the credit for it. It, it, it does. It lifts everybody up. Everyone wins in that scenario. So I, I wanted to add that in here about the companies piece. Well, yeah. I mean, you look at like uh, you you actually kind of almost said it without saying it. 
when it, I, I've got I've got robots all over my house. My wife hates the robots that I've that I've invaded our house with. But I have little pucks and I have little air fresheners and I have all those the little screens everywhere. And when I want to watch something on TV, I say, "Okay, gadget, play." Sabrina the Teenage Witch or play, you know, Riverdale or play whatever. And it just happens. I tell it the thing I want and then I get that thing. That's, that is where the consumer choice and the, I'm going to say this with the, 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 the most of my heart because I'm this person. That's where the laziness kicks in because at a certain point, people don't want to have to say, okay, well, I want to play that game, but that means I have to have this computer. But if I don't have that one, then I'm going to have to have that one. Oh, but no, I can't play that because I don't have that graphic. They just want to say, hey, Alexander, play Call of Duty. And then suddenly their TV lights up and they pick whichever controller is near them and it starts playing that game. And that's where people want to go with this. And traditional consoles don't have that. Traditional gaming can't offer that right now. At some point, you know, whereas xCloud is moving that direction, um, you Sony, PlayStation Now, but they really don't have that as, a, as an option. Um, Nintendo certainly does not have that as an option. And PC gaming, yeah, if you make things happen with steam link or whatever but for the most part right now we can do that with music if you have your favorite music whatever you can tell the robot in your house that you just want to listen to taylor swift and taylor swift will start magically playing around you and that you want to watch the golden girls and the golden girls will start magically playing around you and that you want to play outcasters and then outcasters starts magically playing on your tv um, provided there isn't a matching uh band that has the same name and then the, the robots screw up because they do that so that to me is what's going to convert people is when when the technology meets the laziness standard <laughs> and we get closer to the floaty chairs. Because connectivity is what you're yeah. saying. The, the other thing is like, so like none of us work in the sort of, you know, the, the apex of the gaming industry right this minute. But if we look at what they're saying, uh, you know, right now gaming is, is, has never been more social. It's never been a more social activity. And both Ubisoft, by their actions with Ubisoft Connect, uh, which is, you know, offering their games on a multi-platforms. Multi so you subscribe and you can play them across different platforms. And then the head of EA Studios saying they want all their games to be multi-platform because people don't, people just want to play with their mates. Irrelevant irrelevant what console they're on and that old conversation of oh no i'm on the xbox oh i've got a play if you're not on playstation i'm on playstation oh uh, what, you know and you start going through i hear it my son again another anecdote you know going through what games they can play and that's the beauty of Fortnite, is because they can play you know with everyone and when you know the big pioneer in this was with minecraft when minecraft became multi-platform it really, really kind of opened it up and then everybody can kind of, you know, play with each other or have access to it and stuff and, and the same kind of worlds and all those sort of things. It was just really, really cool. And so when you hear the fact that Ubisoft's strategy is, you know, having making sure all their games going forward are cross-platform and, uh, you know, so you can play multiplayer cross-platform and EA Studios saying, yeah, we realize now it's not about making for specific consoles. It's just making the game so that it is cross-platform and friends can play with friends, whether they're on the cloud, on a PC, Xbox, PlayStation, whatever. And and cloud is all part of that. As they say, like, oh, I don't have an Xbox. I don't have a PlayStation. That's all right. It's on Stadia and we can all play together, you know. That's it becomes less about the platform, more about the, as I said before, the accessibility and the ease and the opportunity to play with your mates. Yeah, exactly. One, one of the biggest complaints about Stadia early on, which just made me shake my head. It's like, well, I can't play the games I own on it. Yep, you can't. Just like yeah. if you buy an Xbox and you had a PlayStation your whole life, you're not going to put your Xbox game into your PlayStation. Yeah. And, and just to, to go to go off of what Chase was saying, the, the reality is console 
platform service doesn't matter anymore. It's it's all about the content. So um, kids kids growing up, um, I my my son is fourteen, my daughter's thirteen. So they're a little bit older than some of the younger ones that are playing like the Minecraft and the Among Us and and all that stuff uh, with their friends on Discord, which just blows my mind that there's so many kids on Discord uh, having these conversations and playing games. They don't care where the video game is. Um, they just want to play the next big game. And uh, getting in front of those people is key. So what Stadia is doing now, getting all of the big non-Stadia pro uh, broadcasters and content creators playing the games is the 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 biggest thing that Stadia has to do to grow their audience. Um, I know GeForce Now is doing a push right now. I know uh, Xbox has been doing a push for a while by buying every other company that makes video games. That's that's their big push. Um, but what we really need to, to do is 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 get people that have never seen a Stadia. What's a Stadia? Uh, people that have never seen an X Cloud. I don't have an X Cloud. What's an X Cloud? We need to get those people in front of uh, their favorite streamer that is playing whatever, and they need to say, "Yeah, you can play this with three clicks of uh, of your mouse, mm -hmm. and you can be playing it on your phone or your or your computer." And that is what's going to grow this industry. That's what's going to grow cloud gaming as a whole. Uh, because if if you don't have to buy a box, then there's there's no permission to ask mom and dad. Can can you add this to my Christmas list? So, do you think that that Microsoft is? There are clearly two philosophies then on this. If you're looking at um, let the person play any game they want, if that's the core conceit, then there is the Stadia GeForce Now. There's the cloud gamer mode of that, which says, okay, you bring your you bring your and you can play it anywhere you want. Whereas, uh, and then there's the, there's the, you know, cross-platform, cross-play, cross-progression, that movement. Then you go with the Microsoft model of, okay, we want you to play just about any game on our box. So we're going to buy them all. Are, and now they, you've got this whole library. Because they, they bought, they bought Mo, Mojang and they left Minecraft on every other platform and they continue to add it to new platforms. See, so I think Microsoft wants to have. They want, they want to be the Netflix. They want to say, we have all this content. Yeah. But I don't think they're being stingy about it either. Like, I, I would be... Right. Everyone's worried that the next Elder Scrolls is only going to be on Xbox. I would be so very surprised if that happens. I think so it's, it's a mix, isn't it? So Sorry, it's that, it's that, like, you that Netflix model and the Amazon model. It's like, yeah, we've got all the stuff you know, yep. but we want you to spend more of your time with us. We'll give you all the stuff you know, so you can do all those things we said. But we've got some exclusives which encourage you to spend your time in our ecosystem. So that's what the exclusives are. It's not, but we won't let you out. And you, it's a it's a walled garden. It's like you can still go and play with your mates on the all these other games that everyone else has got. But we've got some special games on our platform to keep it keep you in our ecosystem. Plus, plus they can get some of that big billion dollar money hat that they threw at all these companies back by allowing other companies to have that product on their yeah. service. So they're they're owning it, but they're also uh, they're also controlling it in a smart way. Yeah, See, here here's here's the thing, and I and I want to because I, I think these are all great points, but I, I I wanted to add to this. This is where this comes back to there is massive differences in these marketplaces. What's going on in the US and Europe and how this is going to be viewed, which is what we're, we're actually talking kind of about that in this lens about the younger generation coming up. But you got to think about this, the play anywhere, play on any device kind of thing. That's going to be where Stadia, Stadia is thinking, and I'm using them as an example, and let's use Luna, and we can also talk about GeForce Now. They're looking at this because they know in those emerging markets that there isn't a PC. So it will come down to, it will come down to this. Yep. It will come down to, switching devices in some sense because you're going to have markets that are more hybrid what market is that in australia or japan they do have physical devices but they prefer to play on mobile but then in places like india and korea no it's more about mobile devices and then here we're still in <laughs> we're still in the dedicated device era right you've got so many different markets here that that's why these companies are diversifying their portfolio and they're doing it in this way because they know they've got to be in as in, in as, as many um, mediums as possible. And then back to the original point, it all comes down to that's the game I want to play. I don't care where it's at, how I can play it. I'll just pick up whatever device I have and play it on that device. And that is the strategy that these companies are going for.
Well, Freddie, it is the king. Why are they investing, or why is Stadia investing, and uh, Amazon, in fact, investing in interactive features within their video platforms? Because, uh, in my opinion, it's they need to, they they want to find a way to attract the big streamers because they most, I would say, ninety percent of the big streamers that has a big audience of people that get to buy a game because of that people uh, that uh, streamer playing they are pc gamers and every people that watch they say i in order to play that game that good i need to have a five thousand dollar pc and it it's not gonna happen that these big streamers will start to play on a cloud gaming platform just because of the ease of the cloud game platform because they are already used to play on PC and they will never change that if they are not being paid to do so or if there's a, a change and revolution on the way how to play those games. So using Stadia for, as an example, um, only because of the Stadia features that is available on the Stadia games, maybe those streamers, let's say, if Call of Duty is available on Stadia, and you have those Stadia features available on YouTube. Stream Dr. Connect. Disrespect mm -hmm. maybe will play Call of Duty on Stadia because of those streaming features. Otherwise, he will continue playing on his $20,000 $20, PC. Uh, so well, it's all about the content being available on the platform. So the platform will thrive. It's not, oh, let's push. Uh, I want all of the Stadia streamers playing this game. No, you don't want the Stadia streamers. What you want is the game to thrive with success. So if the game is a success, it will bring people to the platform. Exactly. Well, you're not going to have there there's only there's only 24 hours in the day. So you're fighting these companies are fighting for people's attention, but they're also fighting for their investment. A $500 gaming console is an investment. There might be people for whom that's your one major purchase of the year because that's the uh, extra cash you have available for something big. And then you're in the you're in the Lloyd boat of you're going to get maybe one or two games. You're waiting for that sale. There's absolutely no way you're buying a game if it's not on sale because that's just you can't justify that cost. I've been in that boat myself, you know, poor kid syndrome, 100%. So I think there's there are inflection points here and I and, or really there are investment points here. There are points when you're asking that that gamer to shell out another few hundred bucks and that's when they're going to make their decision. We're going to get a sizable increase of participation right now. There is no doubt in my mind that Stadia, um, I'll say GeForce Now, is also making a very big community push to try to get more streamers on board right now. Um, <laughs> you'll find out more about that later. But um, Stadia, GeForce Now, these services are making huge pushes to get people right now. Because right now is when everybody's making that decision. Can I get a PS5? Can I get an Xbox Series X or S? Or do I go with another service so they've got a window and that window is two months three months four months and then that's it from then on out it's it's like a black friday sale sony and microsoft have made all the sales they're going to make everything else is trickle they're going to get a little bit here a little bit there as people's birthdays come up or as you get your bonus at work so stadia geforce now they got a they got a three-month window and then we're done we're, we're done with huge spikes. So then they have to make waves through new features, new games, things of that nature. And then we're going to get, they've already talking about PS5 Pro. Like, good Lord, let the, let the manufacturing lines cool down for a minute. But they're already talking about that. So there's going to be the Xbox Series X1 or whatever else in three years, two, three years. And then we're at another investment point. Are you going to spend $400 or $500 to replace the box you just bought a couple of years ago? Or are you going to now invest in a cloud service where you can play the exact same top of the line game at the top of the line quality without having to shell out that money? And I think we're going to see these spikes every time a new console gets released until the big boys stop putting out boxes. I have, one, I have one quick point to add here. It's very quick. This is where these companies, and specifically I'm going to call out Stadia here, they need to sell that Stadia is a evolving platform that you'll never have to invest another dime in. It will always increase. It will always evolve. It will always get better over time. And in time, just like the Xbox comes out with a new iteration, we will come out at a new another new iteration but you won't have to spend any money for it. And I think that's going to be a key strategy for them as well. Which, which is what, yeah, so go on, Lloyd. 
I was going to say that was my hope for Cyberpunk. I I hope that Cyberpunk would be shipping um to run on Gen 2 blades. It would it would look just as good as if you're running it on a PC with a 3080. Doesn't appear that that's going to happen. Time time will tell. We have a a few days before that game comes out. But if if they could have the marketing saying you don't have to buy a $2000 video card. In fact, you don't have to buy the console. We're going to give it to you if you buy the game on our service. Come check out Cyberpunk on Stadia. That would be the best marketing that they could have done for this it, this um, kickoff of a new console generation. Um, so we'll see what happens when Cyberpunk comes out. But giving away the console, which isn't a console, but they're giving away the console is a pretty big thing because it's usually the opposite. You buy a console for $500 and you get a $50 video game for free. But now you're buying a $50 video game or $60 video game and you're getting a console for free. Um, that would have been a great marketing point if cyberpunk looked just as good on stadia as it would on a five thousand dollars streaming pc with all the bells and whistles clive it, it has to be a no-brainer there's a there's a comment in the chat from uh from mark uh we'll surface that real quick if stadia is as good as ps5 it's a no-brainer for me but the games are running better on console so that has to be uh it, it has to be an obvious choice right now it's oh yeah i kind of wanted to watch the the new season of uh whatever tv show oh yeah it's just on hulu yeah, I'll just get it there. Fine. Nobody's like, I got to go down to the store and see if they've released the box set yet. Like, that's just not a thing anymore. So it has to be a no-brainer that, oh, yeah, we're just going to go play. Uh, oh, yeah, uh, Cyberpunk 2078 is coming out. Great. I'm just going to play it on cloud because I just can because my computer's not going to be good enough to run it. It didn't even, I didn't bat an eye when I made the choice to invest in Stadia as opposed to investing in high-powered PC or high-powered gaming console or whatever else because it was like, Okay, so I just don't have to buy any of that stuff. 130 bucks and I'm done. Great. Great. Happy. Happy me. And and it has to be that way for all of the people who are right now. There's there's a, there's a fear um, that's present in moving off of where you are comfortable. Uh, I I deal with this in my daily life as a software engineer or as a as a software uh, uh, salesperson that I'm trying to get people to move to my software products from a software product they've been using for 15 years. Every person that has ever worked there has used this software. They know it. They feel it. They might not like everything about it. We've definitely got better things to offer them. I know we do because I've used that and I've used this. But just because I've got a shinier, better, happier thing does not mean people are going to want to leave the comfort of where they are. They had the Xbox. They had the Xbox 360. They had the Xbox One. They had the Xbox One X. And now they're going to have the Xbox Series because their mama and their grandmama and their grandmama's mama have all used Xbox and they're not going to move. And that's the that's the thing that, that has to be overcome but I honestly think once you get them over that leap, it, it and this is exactly, I've said this so many times, the thing that sells somebody on cloud gaming services is to play a cloud gaming service. The thing that sells you on Stadia is to play Stadia. Not to see the videos, not to hear about it, not to watch the trailers, not to watch the guy with the yeah hair. It's putting the controller in your hand and going, oh yeah, no, this works. This totally works. Okay, great. No, I'm, I'm good now. That's what has to happen. And that's where the streamers with 130,000 people watching going, yeah, see that button right there? Click it and you can play with me. That's where they go, oh, wait, no, this worked. This totally worked. I'm playing Dead by Daylight right now in my browser and it just works. Cool. Okay, cool. Cloud gaming works for me now. Chase, we know that historically console manufacturers have given the boxes away at cost price or less. They've been lost leaders in essence to get the marketplace. So could we also argue that in a market where there is no physical console, the answer is to give the games away. And is that what we're seeing by virtue of, for example, Stadia giving away premier editions and discounting Cyberpunk? Yeah, I, I think it is. And I, I, I think the the strategy that they have to start off with is exactly what everyone on this panel has said. It's a psychological thing. It's not a console, but we're giving you the console. You have to start somewhere. You have to get people to be okay with moving towards this ecosystem, whether whatever they choose, whether it's Stadia, GeForce Now, Luna, whatever it is, you have to make them comfortable with making that move. The next step that's going to happen is exactly what you just said, Adam. They're going to start giving away games. And it'll either be by virtue of what we're already seeing with Pro, with their own in-house content, which we know Microsoft is already doing with Game Pass, or it'll be by virtue of extreme discounts. 
And what I mean by that is they will partner with a developer. They'll pay them, you know, with a, with a cash, <laughs> a bag of cash in hand. And then they'll say, we're going to give this game out at 1099. And people are going to go, what? That same game is on over at Xbox at 49.99. How do I get it at 10.99 over here? Because there was a deal made. There was a deal made, and what they're going to do is they're going to start giving it away at discounted prices. And then I think once we get to that place, then the next iteration will happen. And that'll be where you're going to get some completely crazy deals where it's just come try out Stadia Pro for a month. And not only do you get all of our in-house games, we're going to give you the cyberpunk. We're going to give you the ABC. We're going to give you this and that. And you're going to go, how could I turn this down? And to Avery's point, that's the value proposition. That's where it comes down to ease of use, features, content. You won't be able to say no. You'll just be like, how do I turn this down? They're basically giving me this stuff for free. That's what these companies are going to move towards. Because at the end of the day, it's about how many subscribers they have on the platform, not how many consoles they've sold. So do the panel agree that the first step that um, Stadia, Luna, GeForce Now, and Shadow needs to do is having the same graphic fidelity as the current gen consoles and PC. Yeah, I think I think so. Somebody said, "Oh, if the Stadia plays, you know, PS Five plays better than the Stadia." Well, maybe maybe some stuff, maybe not. Who knows? And uh, then Dave Widnall, I think, in the chat said, um, "It's got to be about about." I forget the actual thing, but basically, what he's saying is, it's got to be thereabouts. And I think that's that's the reality. You know, if you're if you if you're putting two things on two separate screens and standing there and going up really close to it and examining it and then you know comparing it like that, I mean, who does that in real life? As long as the perception is it is generally about as good, yeah, it's in the ballpark, then that that is sort of okay. And then as long as it keeps up, and so to sort of just emphasize the point that you know. Lloyd make about you know the the come the sort of you know I'm not a I'm not a big advocate of sort of Gen Two because it's sort of a word that's banded about by the community and it gets to be honest and I'm going to tear it here folks gets on my tits right because it's not it's too simplistic to think like that that there's some some there's like a switch and then they'll pull it and they were all on Gen Two it's not we know what's that's not how it's going to happen. Little improvements over time will happen. There might be some big leaps now and then, but what we'll find is there'll be constant improvements behind the scene. And sometimes we don't even know it. And sometimes you see it on Twitter, people go, is it is it just me? Or is Division 2 looking particularly sexy today? Because it is looking sweet, you know, and it's these kind of little improvements and iterations at the back. But when those iterations are slightly bigger, I think to, to kind of to sort of uh, build on what Lloyd was saying, I think you know, as a, just as one marketing aspect, not as a total aspect, just one marketing angle is exactly to say, we've just upgraded our, our console, as a joke almost, we've just upgraded our console. Price to you, nothing. You know, that's that's a sort of, you know, that's specifically aimed at, you know, people who are want to have the latest console and spend their money every three years, four years, five years, whatever, and the, the latest upgrade. Um, you know, just have a little kind of, you know, dig and market at them to say, you know, so for instance, when it has, you know, capability of going 8K, 120 frames per second, cost, cost for upgrade, nothing, you know, it's worth, you know, not putting your, not hanging your whole hat on that because we've known that sort of, you know, tripped them up before, but as a specific marketing angle to a specific market, just to kind of, oh, by the way, yeah, it, we're in an arms race with if cloud gaming is in an arms race with consoles and PCs, where traditionally they've hung their hats on. We now have the faster processor. We now have the bigger GPU. We now 4K with 120. It's one thing to say, well, we're just going to incrementally update. And you'll never notice it. But is the answer to artificially create the Gen 2 launch? hundred percent because steps, the big step, the big leaps, you should, they should definitely say, but I mean, in between, that's what I'm saying about the gen two. It's not one, it's not a sudden moment. I think there's lots of iterations, but there will be some bigger leaps. Mm -hmm. And it's those bigger leaps 
because gr graphics I, graphics doesn't matter resolution doesn't matter none of that matters all that all that matters is the fun of the video game that you're playing hmm. but that's subjective you can't say this game has three cups of fun in it so being able to being able to come out with uh, <laughs> with those with those talking points and say yeah somebody look, clip that please <laughs> we look, we look really even know with an added cup of fun that's but, my see, that's my I, argument for everybody cups? that complains three about cups. my reviews i say yeah. well they're, they're like well you're you're telling us your opinion on things yep because that's what a review is it's subjective it's a subjective thought of what i thought of this video game i'm not going to tell you how many cups of fun it has L lloyd gives it five cups that yeah. is the new that <laughs> is the new nerd nest ranking system right now tell bill <laughs> That's that's Chase. We know that we we know that we know that it's all about the fun of the game. But if we're trying to attract in traditional gamers, who, as I've said, are traditionally looking at terms of where can I get that increased look and feel, or you know that extra speed, how do we convince them that that isn't a thing they need to be worrying about? Well, I'll I'll keep it short because I think Avery wanted to add something here, but I'll I'll just say this. I have said from last year, and I'm going to beat this. <laughs> I'm going to continue to say it until we see it come true because it, it's going to. Consumers care about one thing. They don't care whether the chicken nugget is fried or it's baked. I've used this analogy so many times. And what I'm talking about is, is it true 1080 or is it upscaled 1080? It's all going to come down to, does it look as good, if not better? And to everyone's point here today, it's the value proposition. If it looks as good as the Xbox, no one's going to care. They're not going to sit there and go, I'm counting 56 pixels here to the left and five to the right. And now I just came over to, and now I came to the, or now I came to the conclusion that all of a sudden it's somehow better than people don't care about that. At the end of the day, most of the general consumer marketplace doesn't even care about that. They just want to know that it looks as good, if not better than the competition. That's what's going to matter at the end of the day with this. You know, I, and, and I will, to devil's advocate it just a hair, I'm the person that says just play the bleep game. Like, it doesn't matter what the resolution is, it doesn't matter what the frame rate is, but Chase, you hit on something that it has to have parity. People have to, that one of the challenges cloud gaming has right now is everybody's like, it doesn't look as good and it has lag. What they're, they're not really, it's not the appearance that's a symptom. It's not the lag. It's it's parity. People feel like they're not getting a full console out of the cloud when they have the tangible in front of them with their Xbox controller and they know. They know what it can do. So that's why I think it just goes back to Yes, exclusives are going to matter. Yes, differentiating features are going to matter. But what these groups right now are doing, giving it away, just flinging it into the ecosystem to let people get their hands on it, that is how you convert people. You think about think about the the Saturday night sleepovers at your best friend's house because they just got the Nintendo 64 or they just got the PlayStation 1 and you're like this is insane wow you might have went to Walmart and played it for 5 minutes but because you got a chance to really play it and experience it that's what sold you and then you asked mom to go buy one for you for Christmas the next year that's what cloud gaming has to have cloud gaming has to have the buddy which in this case might be that streamer that's got 16 million subscribers saying, you got to come over to my place and see this. It's really cool and it's really fun and it really works. And then they hand them the controller in the form of a crowd play button or in the form of a Twitch extension or whatever else and say, now you play with me. Sit down here next to me, grab your slice of pizza, get the Cheetos out. You're going to play with me and you're going to see how fun this is. And that's when that person gets converted. It's word of mouth exponentially inflated guys we're gonna wrap up anybody got any fast and last minute words they want to throw in just to go back to the whole resolution thing that is a very important thing uh to talk about for the younger folks uh because i can just hear conversations with my, my my nieces nephews my kids and it's all about oh, these graphics are better um I, some of that some of that argument goes away as people age a little bit uh, but it is a very important point just like everyone hates review scores on reviews because you should be reading the review and and checking it out 99 of people scroll the bottom look at that number it sucks that that's the world we live in but that's the world we live in so getting on getting on top of the uh, the fidelities, even bring up the teraflops again if you want to if you want to get dirty. Um, but you, you need to you, you need to talk about that a little bit 
but don't have it as your main marketing standpoint or slogan rather, um, like, like happened at the start of Stadia. Talk about it and then leave it. And I think that's an important thing for them. Don't even do. make it a marketing standpoint. Just simply say, here's a picture of Cybertunk 2077 on, on, stadia here's a picture of it running on the latest rtx card do you see a difference that's that's as far as you need to go just show them it's exactly. parody exactly great gentlemen thank you so much another fantastic discussion uh this is as always every week we so we can go on another hour uh but life must go on let me just do a quick round on where people can find you avery where can people find you, my friend? You can find me uh, Saturdays, 1 p.m. on Cloudburst. Uh, but you can also find me Thursdays, uh, 5 o'clock uh, Eastern Standard Time on Stadia Source, the Roundtable Podcast. Sundays at 1 o'clock for Charm City's Community Playground, where we will, of course, be playing some Outcasters tomorrow. So come in and play with me tomorrow. Um, and coming very, very soon, the Stadia Game Show Show, where yeah. you can play along with me live and uh, even win cash prizes. Um, one dollar, so Avery. Super one one dollar, one dollar, Drew. Uh, it's yeah, coming. That's, very, very uh, that's gambling rules in the UK. You I'll tell you right now, there's going to be five cups of fun on, <laughs> on that show. I'm there. I'm there. Very good, Chase. Where can we find you? Oh God, I can't wait to hear that on Nerd Nest. It's going to be great. Um, so you can find me on Twitter at Phantom UFC Fan. Just a quick rundown of the shows um, on Tuesday nights, uh, 8:30 p.m. EDT over on Eddie Player One's YouTube channel. We do the This Week on Stadium Unfiltered podcast with myself, Eddie, Kai, and Ashes. And then, um, God, I feel like I'm missing something. Every two weeks, um, Stadium Initiative um, on my channel. Uh, we do a big roundtable podcast, very similar to this. And then on Saturday mornings, I never plug this show and it's so I'm, I'm bad at this, um, is the Saturday morning Stadia talk, which will soon be rebranding to the Saturday morning coffee talk. So that's at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time every Saturday morning. It's a great show. Um, I look forward to seeing you there. Chase, you have to open that with, okay, talk amongst yourselves. I'll give you a topic. Cloud gaming is neither gaming nor cloud. Discuss. <laughs> we got five cups of fun here, boys. <laughs> it's fun. Coffee. There you go. Saturday morning coffee talk. It's five cups of fun. There you go. Clive, how about you? Yeah, there's my Twitter there on the screen, everybody. <laughs> Stadium Monday night chat, 10 p.m. on YouTube. Check it out. Uh, Tuesdays, 9 p.m. UTC. This is over on Twitch with the Generation X Gaming Club. And then Friday nights with Rockstars at Night with The Rock. Uh, <laughs> the Rock, Rock. Uh, He's the rock and roll. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Eddie, how about you, my good friend? Uh, people can find me on Twitter at AndyPlayer1. Just search for that. And on my YouTube channel, Eddie Player One as well, I probably will be doing a lot of live streamings lately. So just be ready for uh, Outcasters Land and starting on Wednesday, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. I see you guys in Night City. Fantastic. Lloyd, last but very no way least. Uh, sure, you can uh, follow me on Twitter at Dasme, uh, D-A-S-M-E. And we just did a rebrand this week of our StadiaCast channel. We used to be YouTube.com slash StadiaCast. We are now YouTube.com slash, slash NerdNest. Um, so we're rebranding as the NerdNest. Uh, the reason being Bill and I, uh, we have content everywhere. Now we wanted to have it in one place because people asked for it. But now that we did that, people are saying, well, I just want one thing in one place and everything else. So it's it's confusing. Uh, but the Nerd Nest is going to be the new home for all of the content we put out there, whether it's cloud streaming, whether it's uh, Xbox, PlayStation, uh, various other talk shows. And you can check that all out at youtube.com slash Nerd Nest uh, with the Five Cups of Fun mug coming really soon, I'm sure. <laughs> and Rock, where can people find you? Thank you, Avery. I was mid-typing that when it suddenly appeared, so it saved me doing it. Thank you. So, uh, yeah, well, thank you, firstly, chat, for uh, your amazing donations and, of course, for joining us, as always. Uh, we absolutely adore doing this show, and thank you, guys, for being there. So, Cloudburst flagship uh, show on my channel every Saturday, as you know, this time. Um, on Tuesdays, as Clive mentioned, he and I do Generation X Gaming Club, two slightly older fellas talking, reminiscing about our, our gaming uh, pasts and our cultural similarities. So, in fact, if you're even just interested in what it was like growing up in the 70s, come watch us on a Tuesday on Twitch. 1870s? Wednesday night. Yeah. Sorry. 
Wednesday night, we've now got Stadia Rocks live. It's the Rock and Ray show. Um, and that is, I'm absolutely adoring that show as well. That's great. So come and watch Rock and Ray on Wednesday nights on this channel. And then oh, I say when I say nights, I know for some of you it's morning and evening and, and you know, whatever. But anyway, on those days, Fridays, as Clive said, it's uh, rock stars at night. Um, so if it is during the day, sorry about that. It's all in the title. Uh, and then all the way back to Saturday. So uh, it's a full week. Uh, but whatever you do, thanks for tuning in on this one. This is the important one. Uh, and on behalf of the guys, uh, with nothing more to say than have a fantastic week. Take care.